Introducing first, weighing in at 175 pounds, soaking wet, fighting out of New Orleans, Louisiana, with a record of 2 1 and 1, Michael I figured that I'd reach a point, I figured I'd hit me in age, I feel me a new sense of joy, and life would reveal itself to make everything change, I figured that I would be fine if I just kept my mind on the time. Welcome back to the third, I believe, episode of the newly formed UFC Blatherskite with Mike Badger on, uh, for any of those who are listening. This one brought to you by Royal Honda. Royal Honda, it's a great time to be at Royal Honda, where there's 80 pre-owned cars available for immediate delivery and 100 new cars like the 2022 Honda Pilot EXL, Honda's flagship SUV. Boot Crew Media is driven and powered by Royal Honda at 5600 Veterans Boulevard in Metairie. Visit RoyalHonda.com to find your new car today. I'm not a paid spokesperson. I'm just a customer who rises and sleeps upon the blanket of freedom that Honda provides. And we have a very special, uh, something I'm really, really excited about, third episode of Blatherskite uh, UFC, which we need to change it. I mean, might need to change that to just MMA, not just UFC. Who knows? Anyways, I am being joined uh, by a friend of mine. From a friend of a friend through high school slash college. Thank you, Ryan Hoda, since you don't answer any of my texts or calls anymore. But I am being joined by none other, and I hope I don't get the name wrong, but none other than Randy Fainrich. Is that right? You nailed it, man. You nailed it. All right, it. yeah, yeah. Fain, I did have to go back on the uh, – the. Um, it's been a while. Medicine the Man podcast to get that, that – I've been saying your last name wrong for years. Anytime I show <laughs> my friends up. Most people have. Look, like, hey, my guy, my guy, Randy Fairnick. Yeah, he works for the UFC, man. I've been saying it wrong for years. Yeah, it's a hard last name. It's not easy. No, it definitely doesn't look like it's spelled, but I, I put it in quotations on my notes. Thank you. <laughs> uh, there you go. Which, story, the first time I had always known, like back when you worked for the UFC, but uh, I remember the time I saw you was the time when it was Dana White talking about Cyborg being blocked. From one of his, uh, that's when I was like, "Wow, he's really up there!" Like, so he apparently she was blocked, and he was saying she's not blocked. And then he turns around at one of the press conferences. He's like, "Get Randy out of yeah. here! Get Randy out!" And then you came out of the curtains, and I'm like, "Randy's holding his phone. This is amazing. Yeah. This is like the peak of yeah. my life." None of my friends were that successful. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was uh, I was unexpected. I uh, I didn't think that he was going to call me on stage, but. He wanted to prove a point, and uh, at that time, I don't think she was blocked. I went through the, the whole phone, so. No, no, yeah, by all by all <laughs> accounts. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I mean, nine times out of ten, I believe whatever Dana says, I guess. I mean, yeah. I, he believes it. I don't ever think Dana's BSing, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he definitely believes everything that he says, that's for sure. Right, right. So, quick rundown of uh, – I saw that – you never went to Southern Miss? No, I did. Yeah, I did. I went for, uh, I mean, I was up there in Hattiesburg for two years. How, how, how much did I actually go to class? Like, no. I think a semester and a half, you know, yeah, maybe yeah. a semester and a half. I had a, 
I lived in a, an apartment with three other roommates. Uh, we all went to Southern Miss. Technically, we all went to Southern Miss, but I think only like two of us actually physically went to the campus when they were supposed to. So, uh, same here. But yeah, here. I went. I went for a little bit. I loved Hattiesburg, man. That was a that was a really good time in my life, and uh, and I had great people up there, you know, that we all hung out with and whatnot. So, um, yeah, it was a good time. I miss it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, Hattiesburg was fun. I never went to class. Um, yeah. One of my roommates um, is the guy who started and runs Boot Crew. Oh, cool. Uh, so he saw me posting, like, ridiculous stuff for, like, my mom's, like, little personal, like, local store. And then he right. was like, yeah, don't do that for me. And then that's just how I ended up over here. That's I don't awesome. have credentials at all to do this. Like, none at all. <laughs> other people are so much better than me. Oh, uh, Nah, man, this is easy. That's fun. I mean, uh, for sure. So, and then you went, at some point, you went back to uh, Las Vegas area, right? Las Vegas? Yep. yep. And yep. you saw, the research that I could gather on you when I Googled your name is, uh, <laughs> you started at Extreme Couture? Was that like the first foot in the door? Yeah, How man, it was. So Extreme Couture? Yeah, so I was, uh, so I moved from Hattiesburg to Las Vegas, um, and I... I was just working in the in the industry out here, which is like the food and beverage industry industry. So it's like bars and restaurants, nightclubs, day clubs, that kind of stuff. And eventually went, you know, re-enrolled in school, went to UNLV, University of Nevada, Las Vegas here. And uh while I was there, I had, you know, as in most every college curriculum, you have to have an internship as part of the curriculum. So I was looking for an internship in sports. And at that time, there was no Vegas Golden Knights. There was no Las Vegas Raiders, um, no Aces, Las Vegas Aces, you know, no professional sports here. It was still taboo to be in Vegas or to gamble on sports or any of that, any of that kind of stuff. So um, I had a classmate who was in the MMA space and she knew a couple people at the UFC and, you know, she was like, why don't you try to, you know, intern there? So I did. I tried to intern at UFC didn't get it, you know, got, got shot down, which is totally fine. But one of my teachers was like, Hey, I know this guy, uh, who runs a gym called extreme couture. His name's Eric Nixick. Uh, why don't you go talk to him and see if you could do your internship there? And, uh, and that's how it started. That was like 2013, I want to say, or, or somewhere around there, 2014, right. 13, something like that. And yeah, that's how I got my start. That's amazing. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. And then that turned into, I mean, I saw a bunch of things on there, like Anchorman or Anchor Weatherman. You were Weatherman yeah. as well? Yeah. So, well, yes and no. So they, uh, there's a class at UNLV that's like a, a newscast produced and ran by students. And so it would run on like a local channel here in Vegas. It's not like a lot of viewers or anything. It's not like your local Fox News or anything. It's just like a local, right. you know, Vegas channel. Um and yeah, I did. Uh, I did some anchoring there. I did the weather. I uh, I produced a show. I directed a show. I was a tech director. So it's it's just like a curriculum, like a program where the student goes through, you know, every single facet of a newscast. It, I was a journalism major, so you know, I was. Right. Uh, I did anchoring, like I said, producing weather, you know, all kind of stuff. And then um, I did some other like sideshow kind of things where I interviewed people for uh, another local like, broadcast out here for a little bit, but. Yeah, I was never like on the actual, you know, newscast, regional newscast or anything like that. Right, right. I saw that on your, uh, I think it was like LinkedIn or something. I was Googling yeah. like crazy. Oh, uh, I was like, yeah. oh, check them out. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Why I did, did that for a little bit. It was hard. 
but that ended up and he may still be doing a weatherman and he was kind of like a goofy dude so like yeah. <laughs> when i watch him doing the weather somewhere in texas like it just all looks goofy to me and he's being serious the whole time and i'm like man this yeah. dude chase fool bro he's totally <laughs> really good at what he does um, yeah yeah so then at what point when did you make it from because you were say on the social media team but like you worked your way up that in the ufc over i don't know what four or five years or something like that exactly yeah so uh i i actually started working for the las vegas review journal which is like the largest paper here in nevada um but they placed me in boulder city which is like you know like i don't even know how to correlate it to somewhere in mississippi but it's just like a from a big city, a big paper to like a very small, small town, mm. small paper that they just happened to own. So I worked for the Boulder City Review uh, for a number, for, for actually less than a year, um, covering everything, you know, high school football, city council, like all kind of, all kind of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But while I was doing it, I was running their social media pages. So I would like post my articles to their Facebook or I would take some photos and put them on their Instagram that I created. And this is like 2014, I think at the time. Uh, or early 2015. And um, so Instagram Instagram had only been around for, you know, four years or so. And um, same with Twitter for, for a few years. And I, uh, I was like, it was cool and everything, but I kind of really enjoyed the social part of it. I enjoyed taking the photos and, and making videos and editing them myself and um, seeing how they performed online and, and correlating that to, okay, it did this well online. And then that story got X amount of clicks. So anyway, I ended up applying uh for I, I told you i tried to get an internship at ufc before mm -hmm. and then while i was at the paper i was trying to apply for other positions so i applied for like a pr position and a, a corporate communications position um and a couple other positions and i had like two or three interviews each time and never got it and i was like well i'm just i'm just not destined to work in the <laughs> ufc or at any in any type of like sport and then finally, that same girl that I told you about that told me about the internship, she was like, hey, they're UFC's hiring a social media position. I was like, I don't really want to do social media like, you know, as a career or professionally. I just kind of like doing it as part of my job as a journalist. And uh, she's like, no, just apply. You'll, you'll, you'll be good at it. So I applied for that. And yeah, it was a coordinator position. So it was very low level. You know, I ended up getting it. It was just, you know, scheduling tweets and scheduling posts and making sure everything was calendared and looked, you know, looked good. And there was like a, a cadence to having, you know, content go out and things like that. So yeah, I started there in 2015. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. And then you just worked your way up to director. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. So over the years, you know, in 2000, so in 2015, I was hired 2016, the company got bought by Endeavor. Um, which was WMEIMG at the time, which is like a huge talent agency. And when that happened, you know, anytime you buy a company for $4 billion, you have to recoup your money somehow. And, and the easiest way to do that is to, to just start firing people and, and unloading salaries, right? So um, in, in my department, every single person got fired except me. Well, I'm not sure. Everyone got fired except two people one of them left to go to nascar and the other one left to go open ufc asia so they moved to singapore um so i was i went from like a six months in you know coordinator to like i'm the only person on this team now in the u.s so i had to figure it out real quick and uh and then yeah just eventually over the years kind of escalated into uh, a director role at that company 
And then one thing I saw when I went, when I did watch uh, on Menace and the Man was like, part of what you did was when guys, you said when they would land on like the Tuesday before the weekend, before a fight card, you would like hand them papers or, or maybe like pull them to the side and, and um, kind of let them know like how they could be improving their social media game. Because I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but a part of what you do at 333, I guess, yep. is like, I mean, you're building their brand outside of just like purely fighting because it's so much more than that. And I mean, correct. It's a huge topic is how underpaid fighters are, right? So, and you're yeah. building a brand so they can have a, like, they make revenue and money outside of that, right? As well. Correct. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So, what, what I would do when I was there is, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happens. You're capturing content. You're taking photos of them. You're having them come do this thing and that thing and record videos and, and all these things. But one of the things that I, I wanted to implement there at that time was uh, pulling these guys to the side and girls to the side and saying, hey, you know, here's what your social media numbers look like. And if you want to go and make X amount of money or you want to bring in X amount of brands, this is the, the quickest way to do it because you're going to have the most eyeballs on you and you're going to have the youngest eyeballs on you. If you want to stay relevant, longer you need younger eyeballs right? right um so i would yeah i would i would put print analytical sheets out for all 24 fighters or 26 or 22 however many fights are on the card and it could be you know the top of the top the main event the biggest name or the very first fighter on the card and not everybody cared that's one thing like i want to make clear like there were fighters that were just like i just don't really care like i don't i don't care to know this and i don't really want to do it and that's fine like okay. fight yeah yeah like well yeah they just like i don't care about social media outside of you know the fight week and all that stuff and whatever that's cool but like the ones that were, just yeah you know <laughs> fighting leave me yeah. alone exactly uh but yeah. for the ones that that were interested yeah we would just run through kind of like hey here's where here's where your numbers are here's where you're doing really well here's where you're not doing so well Here's what you could do better. And I think over time, they, they ended up appreciating it. It helped me build a lot of relationships that I still have today. Right, right. And then, so at what point do you decide that, like, I'm going to do this as my own thing and start my own company, which was at first was prolific media, right? Correct. Yeah, I remember it was. Both your first post on, like, pro prolific media saying, like, hey, I'm venturing out. I'm going out here. I'm trying this out. And then seeing Francis as like the poster boy, like right off the bat, I'm like, holy, sh I almost said, well, holy shit, you know, like just yeah. that was, that was a big deal. I'm like, dude, this guy. Yeah. yeah. And so you decide, like, I need to be doing this separately, right? Yeah. So it wasn't like my choice. I got let go from UFC in December, 2019. And at that ah. point, yeah. And at that point I was like, wow, like, okay, like, what am I going to do? Like, whether I feel like I was let go rightly or wrongly, I had to figure out what I was going to do. And, um, you know, like I said, I was able to build relationships with these guys and girls over the years because of, I think, you know, they saw like my work ethic and how seriously I took this. And I think, you know, some of the, the, the few that did implement what I told them and, and the things that we went over did see success. And so, you know, after that, I got reached out to by a couple, couple people, couple managers and you know, the more conversations I had doing that and the more I was I was kind of talking to these people, I was like, I can do this myself. Like, I, you know, it, luckily I'm in a position at the time where I'm, I'm young enough. I'm not tied down to anyone or anything. Um, you know, I don't have kids at that, you know, at the time I still don't have kids. But at the time I don't have kids. You know, I have nothing. I'm, I'm a single young man. I was I'm 31 at the time. I think it was. Um, 
why, why not try it now? If I fail, like, cool, I fail, I can go get a job whenever I want. You know what I mean? I can go work anywhere and anything. Um, so let me just do this now. And, uh, and that was the kind of like kick in the ass I needed, you know, excuse my language, but kick in the ass that I needed. And, uh, and I just started doing it and, and yeah, it was prolific media at first. Um, and then, uh, you know, didn't really love it. Didn't feel like it was, it was hitting as, as best it could. And, you know, there was no real brand identity. And so, yeah, we, we switched over to 333, which I love. And if this is yeah, the third yeah, episode, yeah. if this is the third episode, like you said, that's wild. Third episode for 333, I think is pretty cool. Right. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah I remember like, seeing the white blue and I'm like, man, that's awesome. And then whenever you did change, just like the website and stuff too, like, I mean, it's black, it's red. The, the website flows, like, especially for a smartphone, like when I clicked it. Right. The link or whatever. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Because that took forever to try to figure out how to make it look, <laughs> you know. Presented and then it, so and it showed like three seconds. Oh, I can't remember what it is. That's terrible. Like three seconds, right. 30. That's okay. Yeah, as long as you know, as long as you have the yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like keeping the thing and it's like keeping the viewer engaged, right? Correct. Correct. Or something like that. That is it. And then three was just my favorite number, also like huge Allen Iverson fan and wore three playing basketball and 33 in my senior year. So three has yeah. always been a number for me. So yeah, it was it made a lot of sense. Right, right. That's awesome. And you have, I don't know who all y'all have, but I mean, I've seen Nganu on it. Misha Tate's one of them, but she's on Big Brother, by the way. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I saw that. Brother, I might watch Big Brother now, I'll be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, I don't watch Big Brother either, but that's pretty cool. And I'll probably watch because she's on it. Uh, <laughs> and do y'all have, is Izzy? Do y'all do uh, Adesanya too? No, 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 no. So that was a that was a one-off event that we worked uh, for his last fight against Marvin Vittori in Phoenix. Um, his his typical camera guy, who this guy this guy named Jeff Sandler, who's awesome. Um, could he move? He, he was in New Zealand and stuck uh, with a visa. So if he would have left New Zealand, he wouldn't be able to go back. So they oh, needed wow. somebody to fill in um, while Jeff was was in New Zealand at the time. So. Uh, you know, Vegas is a quick four hour drive, 45 minute flight to Phoenix. Uh, so they, they, they uh, messaged me and asked me and I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. So uh, that was, yeah, that was just, a, that was just a one-off thing. Uh, so no, Izzy was never, was never a part of this, but we did help him that one time. Yeah. Yeah. And he's exciting too, man. I'm, I'm excited. Awesome. About uh, yeah. Uh, Usman's one of them though. Y'all post Usman a lot. Oh uh, yeah. So he was, he was, our deal kind of ended around the, uh, uh, Kobe fight, the second fight. So he was a part of it. Uh, you know, we, we do these deals in certain ways where, you know, it's either for a training camp or two training camps or whatever. Um, you know, so that's, that's kind of how most of these deals are structured. Francis is a little different. Uh, but, but Usman, yeah, we did for uh, for two fights. I think it was the the second Masvidal fight and the second uh, Colby fight. Mm. And then same with Misha. We just had Misha for her comeback fight. So that was like a three month deal where we did all the stuff leading up to her comeback fight against um, Marion Renault. Yeah, yeah. So after that fight, after that fight, then our our, our deal ended as well. Oh, no, we this is kind of. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just gonna I was say, gonna I don't say, know if why. Uh, I was very, I don't know, this might have been because of y'all, because of how good of a job y'all. I was very aware of Misha's comeback fight. And I'm like, it's a comeback fight, so it's just gonna like easily be more in the, out there in like articles and stuff. But very aware of Misha's comeback fight. Almost didn't even know when she was fighting after that. 
I mean, I was watching the fights. Well, I was good. like, oh, yeah, you know? yeah. Well, that's good. I appreciate that. That's part of uh, that's part of what we try to do. So, uh, you know, I, I really appreciate that. Thank you. And she looked great to come back. Oh, dude, she looked amazing. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I watched the second one. I don't think I don't feel like she looked bad in the second one. I mean, she did lose. Yeah, right. She did um, lose. Yeah, she did lose. But uh, the first one, she looked great. Um. And then Francis being y'all's like, y'all have like a long-term deal with Francis. Francis, I feel like, is the nicest MMA fighter on the face of the earth, like all time. I feel like he's yeah. real genuine. I feel like that's why people like him. Like, I feel like, yeah. you know, he comes from humble beginnings. Uh, he's yeah. awesome. I believe, I believe every word that he says. I mean, yeah. uh, I'm totally for him going just fight Tyson Fury. I hope he makes like, Five hundred million dollars fighting Tyson Fury. Although as a UFC fan, I'm like, I don't want him to stop fighting. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want him to leave. I think, I think he could do both. You know, yeah. I think he can. Uh, I think he can fight Fury, and I think he still has. Uh, you know, the fight everybody wants to see, John Jones. I think that's a fight that uh, you know will eventually could eventually happen, and uh, you know he still has work to do. So I don't think if he went to go fight Fury that he would never fight in UFC again. I think he would. He would do both if they can make it work. Jones, Jones is such uh, is uh, Jones and uh, Steve Hagan. That's that's like the fight to make. I feel like uh, it definitely makes the most sense. You know, it makes the most sense. If they have like gone fight like Curtis Blades and John Jones fight Stipe. That yeah. would be like the round robin that heavyweight needs. You know. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they need it. I mean, when I was looking, and I, I think when I looked at it the other night, I wasn't factoring John Jones into the because he just wasn't on the rankings. But uh, right. when I was like looking at the rest of the division, I was like, this division needs Francis. <laughs> like, he can't leave. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, those top guys. I mean, Derek Lewis fights Saturday against uh, Tuivasa. Uh, That's yeah. so good. Uh, That's a great I saw, fight. I saw the press conference where Tuivasa asked him if he was gonna. Uh, Drink the beer out the shoe, whatever the, uh, there's a name for it. Should do it with, shoe, after the yeah. yeah, yeah. If you do it after, and Derek Lewis is like, nah, man, that's disgusting. I'm not doing that shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll take no part in that. I, I highly doubt. I didn't see that, but I, yeah, I, that sounds like Derek to not uh, to not want to partake in anything like that. It's no, uh, that's pretty gross. I, I I still think it's gross. It's disgusting. Yeah, I, I mean, I would. I mean, I don't even know that I'd have done that in college, man. I'll be honest with no, you. No, I, I definitely wouldn't have. I've done some dumb things. You same here, uh, but I, I wouldn't have done that. No, that's gross. Oh, uh, <laughs> so yeah, and then um, I guess we could just roll. Uh, talk a little bit about two UFC two seventy one. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure you'll be watching it. Um, yeah, I will absolutely. I uh, I plan on watching it at home actually. Just kind of hanging out. Yeah, I think I'll be – I'm going to probably come here for the studios and do, like, the watch. All the pay-per-views I like to come here to do. Yeah. Uh, they have, like, a couch set up. I can, like – they have, a, like, microphones I can pick up and, like, run around. And things oh, get cool. And I just start acting stupid. I mean, the good thing is people come in, like, like legitimate fans, like hardcore fans, and, like, they're talking. I get to talk to people. I think the coolest part is that I'm, like, talking to people on here from, like, Africa or New Zealand or yeah. – um, like I made friends with a dude in Australia, and that the song that I played at the beginning, that I played in the beginning of, he's some musician, hip hop artist in in uh, Australia, and I bought his stuff, and it was good enough, and I'm like, I'm gonna use this if it's all right with you for my podcast. That's awesome. Just things like that, connecting with people yeah. from all over. Just that's what's there. great about that's what's great about MMA is it's like one of the few like actual global sports where you can meet 
people from literally every walk of life. Uh, it's pretty wild. The amount of people that I've met from the number of countries that I've, I've met them from. Right. You know? And then, um, so see, I saw that they have Roxanne. See, I don't even know all the people in this card. I'm like slightly above a casual fan, right? Yeah. Um, you know I the know big man. Out of Mata Ferry, I remember her from Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. Uh, she's fighting. It's her 50th fight. She fights a lot, doesn't she? I feel it's like she 50. was. It's her last. It's her. I think it's her retirement fight. I think it's her last yeah. one. See, I didn't even realize she fought 50 times, bro. <laughs> yeah, she's like a no. She's like a legit pioneer of women's MMA. She was fighting like well before like Ronda Rousey and well before Misha Tate, and she's been fighting for a long time. A long, I remember. Long time. I remember seeing like maybe it was like the first episode of that season, and whenever her first they brought her on, maybe it was like the first confessional, and then yeah. her record. Now that you now I'm remembering her record, and I'm like, well, she's just gonna mow through this show. The yeah. experience. It's insane, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, she's good. She's got a good uh, career. I don't know who Casey O'Neill is. She's She trains at Extreme Couture, so I see her a lot when I'm with Francis filming stuff or taking photos. Um, she's a beast, dude. She's really good. Really? She's really, really good, yeah. Yeah, she's, uh, she's, a, she's, from, she's from Scotland, but grew up in Australia. I think, or the other way around. She's from Australia and grew up in Scotland. I forget, but her accent is the craziest thing you'll ever hear. Come on, it's like a it's like a Scottish Australian accent. It's weird. It's 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 crazy. But she's she's a beast. I'm gonna be watching the uh, yeah. Do they watch the promos like before those on the prelims? I'm sure they do. Uh, I don't know actually, but I'm sure she's did. I'm sure she's done some interviews this week, so you could probably like just listen to her. Yeah. Look Just do research, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I saw Orlovsky still fighting. Orlovsky's fighting Jerry. Orlovsky's the last fight on the prelims. Who's he fighting? Jared Vandera. I have no idea. Jared? I didn't even know he was on the card. I didn't know Orlovsky was fighting. He's an OG. Dude, yeah. big time. Big time. Yeah. I did all this. When I see him, it doesn't matter. He had one fight. I don't know if it was – I don't think it was Pat Barry, but it was like the, the whole fight was like two minutes into the first round, and I think they both got like rocked in like four. Oh yeah, seconds. Travis Brown. Travis That's Brown. it. Oh yeah, my gosh, that was insane. That's where you're yeah. on your feet. Even if you're you're at home, like you're on your feet. Yes, one hundred percent. And that yeah, he, crazy. anytime he fights, I just I feel like I have to watch him fight. Like mm -hmm. I owe him that much, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's, he's great. The main fights, Bobby Green versus Nazrat. Hack Parast. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll yeah. these guys big time. <laughs> now, Bobby Green, I think both of them are on uh, – I don't know if they're on Wind Street. Bobby Green's coming off Al Aquinta. Um, yeah, he he uh, he put Al Aquinta away in the first round. I remember, I was there for that fight, actually. How many of those do you go – you go to a lot of the fights? Or anywhere in not that anymore. Area? Yeah, not anymore. Uh, if I have someone that I'm working with, then yes, I'll be there. But outside of that, no, I don't. I don't ever go. I went to the MSG one. Um, that was the last one I went to, probably outside of Vegas. Oh well, no, Anaheim, Francis. Duh, you just fought Ciro in Anaheim. Oh, but yeah, I only go if it's a guy that I've worked with or been working with. Uh, outside of that, I watch him at home. Yeah, yeah, I like being at home. I think it's better. <laughs> You said like I don't. I haven't been to one. I was like, did Dana ban you? 
when he fired him. No, 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 no. You still have a good no, relationship. No, 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 no. Kind of going sidetrack, but you always had a good relationship with Dana. It wasn't like, oh, uh, no, I, I don't, I don't. No, it's not good or bad. I don't think it's just never. I, I, I only had a relationship because I was working with him, you know, okay. quite a bit, and that was only like the last maybe like year of last maybe year or so. Um, no, it's not like. Uh, it's only professional, I guess. There's no like I don't. We've never spoken really outside of work or anything like that. So okay. No. Um, but yeah, uh, no. I go. I, I went to the one in Anaheim, like I said, and uh, I went to the MSG one. And I think before that was when Francis won the belt against Stipe at the Apex. Dude, what's wild about that gun fight is I bet probably three people in the world. Placed a bet for him to win the way he did. And he did it with, I don't know whether they torn MCL and ACLs or like. Or yeah, just so he, he had like a grade, I think it was a grade four. I can't remember if it was grade three or grade four. No, yeah, uh, MCL tear. And then his ACL has actually been damaged for, for a while. I think since the second Stipe fight. And uh, he said nothing about that. Yeah, yeah, nobody knew. I have I have a lot of footage. Uh, of I have a, we have a lot of footage of him with that. Yeah, when it happened and insane, dude. everybody talking about it and whatnot. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty insane. They had a they had a real him and his two coaches, Dewey Cooper and Eric Nixick, had a real uh, you know heart to heart conversation the Friday before we left for Anaheim. So January fourteenth, I think that would have been. Um, and, and they both told him to pull out of that fight. They didn't want him fighting at all. Huh? Say it again. And Francis refused to, I'm assuming. Yeah. Well, he said, so he, yes, for, for the most part, but he said that, uh, he would get a second, uh, opinion from this doctor in LA when we arrived on Tuesday and he did. Um, but he still went, he still went through with the fight. So. Because he was, I mean, he said that he was going to see that contract through. I don't think he wanted any excuses about yeah. him backing out of the deal whenever, whatever yeah. thing that is ongoing, whatever's going on going with him in the UFC with the boxing and then, you know, last fight right. contract. Right. Dude, then he comes in, and was gone. Like, yeah. and just, my mind destroys him. Like, Gon didn't look bad in that fight, but. Uh, no, Francis was probably down two rounds before he started right. wrestling, you know? Correct, correct. So. Francis. Took over. If, similar to the um, Figueredo and Moreno fight. Didn't it start out one yeah. way? And then uh, Deverson yeah. just, the rest of the fight went on. I don't think yeah. anybody would have seen Francis take over as the fight goes on the way that he did. Dude, that was impressive. Yeah, it was very impressive. I was, um, yeah, I was actually in the locker room watching it. Because when he, when he goes out to fight, I don't, you know, I'm not filming in the arena or, I'm not in the corner. So I'm just backstage, you know, chilling in his yeah. locker room. Yeah. And um, we, we shared the same locker room with Brandon Moreno. So he had just come back from his fight um, and was like, you know, sitting there with his team. And we were watching the Francis fight. And, and uh, the minute he started wrestling and pulling out some of his jujitsu, uh, Moreno Ooh. and his team, Moreno and his team were like enjoying it as well. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. they were surprised as well. But Francis has been working on that man like, since before the Jarzinho fight, he's been working on his wrestling. Really, since the first Stipe fight, when he, you know, when he he got he got 
you know, dominated for five rounds with that wrestling really. Um, and he's, uh, he's worked on it tirelessly and you saw it in the Stipe fight, the second fight where he stopped the takedown and then that mm-hmm. whole fight changed. Um, you know, he's, he's been working on it a lot. And so even with two damaged knees, he was able to do that. So I think once he gets, once he gets healthy and he's able to come back, you, you'll, you know, you're going to see a complete mixed martial artist, not just, not just a guy who could send you to the moon with one Thank shot. You, yeah. He, he's a, he's a, no, Ed. Yeah, I've, I've heard. Over I've heard. Uh, We're still searching for it. Probably really good to watch. I don't know if they dropped it yet, but um, I bet they already did. But on ESPN Plus, how, they, how DC breaks all that stuff down? Oh yeah, detail. Yeah, dude, I bet I've been watching Cormier break Francis's wrestling down. It's probably amazing. I could probably watch yeah. it sixty times. I'm sure it's yeah. up there. I haven't, but uh, I haven't checked either. But yeah, he does a great job with that. He does a really good job with that. They're good. Yep. So, uh, from other fights on there, I don't. So, I noticed this. I don't bet, but I did go check the odds because I think yeah. I'm, I'm we can bet in Louisiana. Uh, so I did go look, and whoever Kyler Phillips is is a heavy favorite. He's, He's the, really the biggest good. main card, and I don't know who Marcelo Rojo is either, but I can't click on Marcelo Rojo's wiki, so I'm gonna have to go pull up, uh, like MMA Junkie or something later and figure out his right. record, but. Kyler Phillips is uh, heavily, heavily favored. Bantamweight fight. Yeah, he's really good. Uh, I don't know who Marcelo is either, uh, but Kyler Phillips is—he's the real deal. He's—he's he's really good. Into His nickname is the Matrix because he moves like that. Like he—he he has very like yeah. He's really—he's really good. He's really good. Um, and then I've, the other three fights are—they're all big, huge fights. Jared, uh, Cannonier, Derek Brunson—that's yeah. big. Whoever, uh. It's gonna fight Izzy next. Yeah, I say yeah. that the gun saying that Whitaker's gonna lose. I, I'm not picking. I'm, I don't think it's that easy because Whitaker is a monster. Yeah. Outside of that fight, he fought with with Izzy when Izzy took the belt. But yeah. uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just forgetting that because. But I mean, Whitaker won. Who did he fight after last? He beat Gastel. Darren Till. He beat Jared Cannonier, and he beat Gaston. Yeah. Like he deserved he back with injuries and stuff. Like he's had injuries. A lot. In that, a lot in that time, probably more than anybody. He's like a Velasquez. Yeah. kept getting injured all those years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but Doug, that's a good fight. The winner of Cannonier and Brunson will fight the winner of uh, Whitaker and, and Izzy, probably. Sure. You know? Oh, uh, and then I, I don't – I really hope that, like, Lewis and Tuavasa doesn't not go in the knockout. Like, that's what everybody wants. Right. Uh, right. Sometimes those go to decision, bro. Or, like, the, the – the, the Nganu Lewis fight, like it just didn't go the way fans wanted to go. Uh, right, right. That's gonna be a good ha- one though. I don't I don't I don't foresee it going the distance. Uh you know, those two guys like to put on a show and and it'll be I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be very, very fun. Right, right. Um so I think that's all I got. I did wanna I was gonna like end one and it's not gonna be anything too crazy, but I was gonna uh See, I'm already taking one of the questions out. Like, forget that, bro. I'll end this out too. <laughs> um, Ask away, man. So, um, all right, yeah, I was going to end it on like rapid fire questions. Uh, all right, let's gonna, do it. Uh, but I'm going to just hit them off kind of kind of quickly. Um, we'll just hit them off with rapid fire. Uh, nicest fighter you've ever worked with, maybe that like you wouldn't think. 
the nicest guy. I mean, Wonder Boy's up there for sure. Um, who else? Yancey Medeiros. I, if you're if you're like a real fight fan, you'll know that name, Yancey Medeiros. Yeah. I've seen him. He's a Hawaiian guy. I don't think he fights with UFC anymore. He's a Hawaiian guy. He's part of the the Nate and Nick Diaz crew as well. Wow. Um, man, okay. he is the nicest dude. He would bring. He's from Hawaii, and Hawaii has these like chocolates that he would always bring and give to the whole staff. Like he'd bring like twelve boxes, and he's cutting weight. He can't eat chocolates, but he would hand them out to the staff. Social yeah. social media, PR, operations, fighter logistics, like yeah. He's, he's like he's super. <laughs> Yeah. That's what I hear the rock like in Hollywood. Is Rock the dude that like hang Nancy out with the, was the nicest was the nicest guy. He was he was the nicest dude for sure. Interesting. Oh yeah. any any and Joanna Young Jacek. She's she's amazing. She's really? a sweetheart. Oh dude, really? she's the best. She's the best. Oh man. I remember uh I was we were on a bachelor trip in Steamboat Springs. So like we were out there skiing and stuff, and that was the fight where like she had the uh the hematoma, oh, yeah, yeah, freak dude, and that was yeah. like probably the women's fight of all time. That was that such was a bad. That was yeah, so much fun. She didn't stop. Yeah. I mean, I think at one point, I don't know if it was like the third. I thought or fourth she round. won the fight. I thought she won the fight, even with the hematoma. I thought she won the fight. It was dude, close. I remember like she came out of the corner. It was like the fourth or fifth, and she like touched it. And then she went from like, oh my god, my head to just like, and then right yeah. in there, back. Yeah, yeah. Good. She's a beast. She is a beast. Um, anybody that's like hard to work with, I don't even know if you want to name drop. Uh, you don't have to, but if, if there is somebody that's a jerk, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not gonna say there are. I'm not. I'm not gonna say, but there are. But but I will say this. It's not as many as you would think for like someone who's a fighter for their professional career. 99% of these people are like the nicest, sweetest, you know, coolest people on earth, honestly. And I've yeah, worked with NBA guys and NFL guys and they're not as these, – these, these fighters are super nice. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember – um, I mean the way it plays out to us, like we're just the viewers. So like sometimes they're only going to – we're going to see what they want us to see. Like McGregor's supposed to be this like crazy villain dude, but like I'm sure yeah. McGregor's like we're down to everybody. Like nobody's perfect, you know what I mean? Right. Like I'm not even right. McGregor's like that's none of my business. I don't judge. Right. I'm not one to right. judge. But like right. these these villains, right? I remember like growing up, I hated the Diaz brothers. Fast forward <laughs> to now, I love those guys. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I think, yeah. Wow. These guys they're are selling fights. And uh, if we're supposed to hate them, then they're gonna let us hate them. Like it's right. you know exactly. Um, Exactly. It's still boring. Like, I mean, like what happened with Kobe, right? And mm -hmm. uh, they were—I don't know if I have it accurate, but like they were gonna—they were gonna let Kobe go after like five wins in a row because he yep. just his wrestling was boring and yep. uh, his persona was boring. And yep. then Kobe Washington is born, which I'm gonna tell you right now—that is the most excited I am. That's the fight of the year for me as of right now. Watching Excuse those me. two go, man. I. Uh... Man, yeah, I think um, it's super. The lead up is going to be amazing. I don't know how competitive the fight will be, but I think the lead up is going to be just incredible. Working, Kobe's like world class. I'm not just uh, Kobe. I, I understand Kobe's a monster. Now I'm a huge Masvidal fan, so I just want Masvidal. Yeah. 
Me too. Me too. I love I love Masvidal. Uh, and I hate the persona that Kobe has. I hate it. Uh, the but, worst. But goddamn, that guy can fight. He is a great fighter. Yeah, uh, he's a monster. So. He just that's gonna be a good one. And Usman's superior than him, man, just straight yeah. up. And that's what Kobe is. That tells you a lot about Usman. Same thing with Masvidal fighting Usman. I, I did not see that coming, though. Yeah. I like yeah, I believe He's the number one. I get it. But I didn't think he was going to knock out Masvidal the way he did. No, nah, I don't think anybody did. I don't even think he did, really. <laughs> but right. it was there, and he landed it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I think everybody. We're supposed to hate the Kobe persona that he's yeah. got now. Like, yeah, it's meant to. Sure. He, I don't believe that's who he is at all. And Masvidal calls him out. I think that's what makes it so good is like they were such good friends when Kobe wasn't that way. And then I think Kobe was the first one to say something to Masvidal or say something about Masvidal. And then yeah, I think it was uh, I think it was like an internal issue at the gym and with some coaches and stuff. And that's kind of where the whole the whole rivalry kind of spewed, you know. So yeah, yeah. They, they genuinely don't like each other. That is for sure. I don't think that's the <laughs> persona at all you know oh no, I, I believe they don't like each other i think yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever but i hate it everybody yeah. does oh uh, you either hate it or you love it i mean exactly exactly um all right uh i'll do one you got the Bengals or the rams who you who you pulling for man, come on man joe right. burrow jamar chase thank you i thought you might have been out west for too long pulling for the rams listen <laughs> I'm, I, 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 the Rams are really good, but I can't go against Joey B and, uh, and Jamar. So I'm going to be pulling for the Bengals. I'm going to be pulling for the Bengals, but uh, 100%. it's going to be a good game. That's the most I've ever, in the championship game. That's the most or the most excited that I've ever gotten for or another team to like reach that kind of success. That was not the Saints. I've never Saints. rooted for anybody that's not the Saints, first of all. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, really that much. And when they got in, dude, I felt like a Bengals fan for a second. Although I'll never say who they. But I like for Ever. a minute, dude, I uh for a minute I felt like a Bengals fan. Yeah, it's it, it's it's been cool to watch them like just stay so composed and so calm under pressure. They're down 21-3 to the Chiefs and it looks like it's going to be a blowout and they, yeah. you know. He's like, "It's all good." <laughs> something about him dude he just looks over to the sideline you can see it in his face you know like he's never yeah. and he was at a lot of those away games at lsu yeah yep. you can just see the difference. it's not even uh, to me it's not even the i mean he throws a good ball and all of the other stuff it's like the moment yeah. is never too big for him it's the demeanor it's the demeanor he, he's joe cool you know he really is so i really get it but that city and everything too the Bengals been bad for so long oh uh, I know. I know. so that's awesome. And then uh I'm just and in hopes that he watches this, I want you to pick, and obviously I have a way that I want you to answer this, but you answer however you want. Who would win in a fight in an octagon, me or Ryan Hoda? Ooh, I don't know. You know, Ryan, I don't know. I haven't seen Ryan in years, first off, or talked to him, but I know he likes to work out. So he's he's probably nice and fit, right? But I don't Way's know. Strong. You got you got that length, you know. If the jujitsu yeah. is there, you got them sharp elbows and bones, you know. I don't know. I, no doubt. I don't know. I'm, I think uh, over the top. I'll go out DQ, yeah. you know, coming yeah. over the top. I think it. I think it would be good. I think it'd be a good matchup. I think you got the you length. Me. 
He told me he was just in Las Vegas, by the way, when I messaged him. Really? I swear. And I'm saying that to start something between you two. I'm pointing this, this way. guy. Oh, and I, I messaged him and I was like, look, man, I, I was like, I'm just letting you know. Well, first I realized that I wasn't friends with him on Facebook. Mm. And I'm like, this is his friends list. What the hell? And then he was like, oh, my bad. I was cleaning people up. I'm like, all right, I'll forgive you. Just accept the friend request. <laughs> and I was like, look, I'm trying to get in touch with Randy because I was going to ask him how to correctly pronounce your name. And he was like, oh, I was just in Vegas. I know his mom's out there. And I'm thinking, man, Randy's out that way. Yeah. Wow. That guy did not even say hi. That's insane. That yeah, is insane. We, I got a bone to pick with Ryan Hoda. No. Next time I talk, I'm going to I'm gonna text him after this, actually. Just say, come no. on, man. Oh. Uh, I mean, that's all I got. I mean, other than I probably could have gone more into uh, 333 unless you feel like you've said everything you wanted to about that. I mean, I meant to. That was at the top of the notes. Uh, <laughs> it's all good, man. Kinda, it's uh, all good. That's pretty much – that's all I have. Uh, but, yeah, man, whether this, whether this part's on the thing or not, whether I cut it out, I really like what y'all are doing. I think that's awesome, dude. I'm glad to see that, like, you took what you did at UFC and branched that out to like your own thing and like, and you got like, yeah. when I tell people about 333, I'm like, dude, he's got a gun. He's got an Usman. It's like, yeah. I'm talking to you like as my actual brother. I get excited, bro. I do. I appreciate uh, that, man. I really appreciate it. I, I really you know, do. I, I appreciate it. And I, I try to stay in touch with everybody from back home as well. Like, uh, you know, I want to stay in touch and connected to the South. That's what, that's what made me. So that's where my roots are. So Who's got a room? No, he was just out here. He came out here for my birthday and surprised me for one no day. Way. This man flew to Vegas for one night. <laughs> we got to have more than a day. Then yeah. you'd be able to like right. show him around and do all kind of cool stuff, man. I know. Yeah, he had to go. I guess he had to work, but. He's he's massive, him. That guy's, I mean, he's he's like Maui off of. Uh, yeah. Yes. Moana. Maui from Moana, dude. Like, he's just, Facts. it's girl. And then I forgot Facts. that he even had, and then I saw it months ago maybe i'm like god yeah, yeah he's got his own his thing man yeah i know like yeah, holding them are, uh, they're still like drag racing dairy queen race cars and stuff like that <laughs> you know what i mean I, I think i don't know i have no i have Crazy. no clue what ryan's doing right now yeah so, i haven't talked to him in so long man i have not talked to him in so long but uh, he's like, I doing well. it's hard for me to keep up with people when they don't post on social media yeah yeah to be honest of course it's not a lot. Not a lot of people anymore. They all they do is text back. Me, yeah. I just post as much random, crazy shit that I can find. Like that's hey, man, all. If you, if it's you and you like it, that's all that matters. You know. Yeah, I, I think the only reason I do what I do is to make people laugh. Like that's the whole Good. reason why you got asked me to start doing this. And then, so I'm like, I'm gonna just roll with that. Like you make people smile, you make Hell people yeah. laugh. Like leave, keep it, keep it, keep it, man. Keep that negative Helping shit you. out. For sure. That's oh. what it's all about. Hey, Randy, I really appreciate you uh, coming on here doing that. So, uh, nah, Thank you, man. I really appreciate you. I appreciate what you're doing. I've been follow I follow Buku Media on uh, Twitter and, uh, you know, on Facebook, everything you're posting. So I'm going to keep following it because I try to stay as connected to, to Mississippi and Louisiana as I can. Uh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. So I'm actually going to have my crawfish bus. So for the last three years – I've flown crawfish in from New Orleans for the last three Ooh. years from usually like March. I try to do like crawfish season, which is like what, April, June or whatever it is. I forget. I haven't been there it's so long. Over here. It's close enough to yeah. the season, you know? So I do it. I think I do it like in April 
Um, usually in April, I'll fly them in overnight. I'll fly Paul's, I'll order Paul's pastry and get them overnighted, uh, king cake, and uh, have some friends over and I do a crawfish boil every year. I try to stay connected, you know? Dude, I stay connected. Like the people that huh? are just from out there, your friends out from out there love yeah, that. They man. love it. Oh, they love it. They love it, man. They've, they've never really truly had We have a place out here, it's called Hot and Juicy, but A, it's like $18 a pound. First and foremost, oh it's like God. what? Yeah, it's like what the oh hell? Yeah, dude, it was crazy when I first when I first went there. I was like eighteen dollars a pound for what? Um, and they also just don't do it right. They have like flavors of crawfish, like they have like a teriyaki and a and a cajun and a this and a that. I'm like, just boil me some crawfish, bro. Like I just need boiled crawfish. So I was like, I'm doing this myself. So right. we'll do ours again probably. Uh, I'm traveling a lot next month, but maybe April. We'll do it again. That's awesome, man. Well, it was it was fun sitting down with you, man. I appreciate all the stories, everything, dude. Uh, Absolutely, man. I appreciate it, too. We'll do it again sometime, too, you know? Yeah, I'm yeah I'll around. get back in the future. Uh, I'll be streaming the fights here Saturday, and I'll, I'll be watching them all. That, that was my, like, of all the New Year's resolutions I could have made, my New Year's resolution was to watch every fight card, all year because if i'm doing this i gotta watch them you know what i mean yeah, i can't you know, be you gotta do your homework for sure so yeah, uh sure. i'll be doing that just to improve i can only you know so for sure man you have a good week uh and be safe and thank you so much man i appreciate it you too man enjoy your weekend love what you're doing again and uh, enjoy the super bowl go Bengals. go joe burrow go jamar chase bring it home yeah. for louisiana yeah go Bengals.